Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, fantasy football players. The season is getting super close, and it's time to get you ready to win. Welcome to Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly, presented by Dave and & Buster's in Wauwatosa. Be here every Sunday morning, 10 to noon, for up-to-the-minute injury news, analysis, weather forecasts, and expert opinion to help you win. Now, celebrating our 12th season, here are Tim Allen and Rami Makloff with Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. And good morning. It's that time of year, fantasy football players. It's fantasy football time again. It's Rami Makloff. Hello, Rami Makloff. Yeah! Let's go. Let's uh, do this. As knee-deep as we are uh-huh. into baseball, yes. it's, we still can't stop the calendar, right? Oh, no. I love it. I can't wait. Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa into our 12th season of fantasy coverage here Sunday mornings here on The Fan. Anthony Mandela is here. We are in... Hi, Anthony. We, are yeah, and yeah, we I'm, have I'm good. Yeah. Security good. Dan I'm is good. back. Hi, Dan. Hello, Daniel. Everything good? Ready for a uh, Super Bowl season. I think uh, everybody is. And we're going to do some roster assessments today. We'll talk fantasy football for the next hour and a half leading up to the uh, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on deck show, getting ready for game three of the Brewers and Nationals. And we're still recovering from that ball game last night. That was a rough one. Oh, man. man oh, man. Oh, man. Why? Why, why, why? <laughs> this is tons of questions. We'll do roster assessments today. That'll take your mind off Brewers baseball. Is that Brewers game why you're not as fired up as, as you should be right now for the first edition of Allegra Allergies? Uh, maybe. Well, that's Weekly th- presented by Dave and Buster's. That's part of it. Because you should be much more fired up than you that, are. That's part of it. Okay. And we put everything into perspective. My heart is broken for my uh, my friends Dale and Tammy. And, and Dale, my heart is absolutely broken for you, dude. Yeah. So that's just a personal thing, whatever. You got to put it into perspective. So maybe yeah, that's that's a couple of reasons why and at the top is Dale's situation losing his wife last night. So that's that's tough, tough, tough. I can't even describe how I feel. But got to move on here. We will uh talk with Adam Burnett, uh the most electrifying man on fantasy radio. And it's not even close. It's really, it's really not. not even close. <laughs> And uh, I mean, and then, the guy oozes electricity. Yeah, he, he does. Lo- oozes it. It's crazy. <laughs> he does. And uh, then at uh, 11 o'clock, Austin Webster will join us, get a national perspective on fantasy football from rotoexperts.com as uh, as we move along here. So uh, here's uh, – now, is this any indication? Are you into good luck charms and things like that? Um, not Not charms so much. I'm more about rituals and routines and – and things like that. Not so much like trinkets or charms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I have a Goodyear hat that I usually take to one of my my main league. We uh, all have our main like league. Goodyear tires? Yeah, yeah, but it just says Goodyear. Uh, because yeah, I'm okay. going to have a Goodyear. I see what you're saying. Uh, during the break, I'll run out and get it. It's yes. in the car. 
Uh, so you'll you'll see this thing. And I I, I do got, have a shirt I wore to my uh, fantasy draft where I was the reigning champ uh, for the second time in four years, and it just said uh, "Blessed by the fantasy gods." Okay. Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, I have that hat, and it I I don't take it to all all drafts. Uh, how many leagues are you in? Two. I have a two league limit. You're up to. I'm sticking to my two league. Okay, limit. you're going to stay mm-hmm. at two. Mandela, you playing? Yeah, I'm playing. Okay. How many leagues? One league. Just one, one league. One league. It was supposed to be two, and then I don't know what happened with the one league. It was uh, it was like all geared up to be like twelve guys, and then about half of them all decided, ah, oh, no, I'm going to start a family that's here. <laughs> so like, so like within a week of draft day, Sparky. six guys dropped out, and then they were just like, yeah, it's not even worth. I it. really don't think that's an like, excuse. Yeah, it's not. A, no, it's I don't not think an that's an excuse. Tim, you have you have a kid. Did you stop playing fantasy football when you had a kid? <laughs> attention, <laughs> attention, selfish, ego-driven people. We all have domestic lives. Right. We're all a horse yeah. apiece on that. We're just, just so we're all even. We're all square on that stuff. We have fun times, we have our personal lives, and we have our professional lives. There's no different for anybody else. Right. Some people tend to think that. Uh, Dan, how many leagues are you in? Three leagues, Sam. I'm commissioner of one league, the one league that we're all in, and uh, I'm in two other leagues. Okay, very good. I'm going six this year. I'm back up to say it was, it was five last year. Wow. Back into the radio station league. Old Brady Bunch full of leagues you got there. Yeah. back at, Now, I've been away for two years of the, the station, station league. league. Yes. Now, it, it's gotten me so snake bitten. No matter what I do in that league, it, it just it just doesn't work out. You try different things. You do, and it's not for lack of effort. It's just... You, it's just nothing has worked out. So I quit the league because Joe Zanzola was the commissioner of it. <laughs> and I was not going to be in a situation where that kid is going to tell me what to do, ever. So, that being said, I'm back in now because my friend and co-worker, Bart Winkler, is yes. now the commissioner. Winksy. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. The uh, name of our team is We Love Pam Zanzola. <laughs> so, <laughs> so... All right, uh, we will get to uh, you know breaking down uh, your team if you have drafted already. Which you is just can't help yourself, can you? I'd like but... to have fun. <laughs> That's what I like to do. I do like to have fun. No one's going to say I got cheated out of fun, Rami. You know that. You've known me for gosh, long, long time. You... Over a decade. <laughs> you leap from person to person to person in terms of who who's on your who you hit who's whose bad side you're on. Open window to throw a baseball right through it and hit me in the forehead. I'm fine. I'm, I'm waiting fine for that. my turn. Coming back. Yeah. Yeah. No. Everyone can can battle back. But um, so yesterday I was in a draft, and we all have the nightmare stories. By the way, four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll keep this an open forum for an hour and a half. It's somewhat of a shortened show today. Uh, but if you did draft your team, get us your team, and we'll let you know an objective opinion of that team. I love Rami, my team. have you drafted? I had one draft. Okay, I have another one. We have the station league tomorrow. I've had one draft. Yeah, and we'll we'll get. I want to get to your team. That's your main league. Yes. Want to get to get yes. to that? I love it. Yesterday, I'm at a draft, and the, and the line of the day, you know, the the, the same old. Uh, is Fred Lane available? No, he's dead. You know, that's Sparky sort of told me that somebody in the league that he used to be in with you, somebody actually took Fred Lane after he, after he died. After, yes, for sure. For sure. And, he did. And, and, and somebody spoke up instead of just letting him have dead Fred Lane. Somebody spoke up and was like, oh, yeah, he's he's dead. You can't you probably don't want him. 
Well, that's where the debate comes in, Rami. And I know you are as competitive yeah. as, as a testosterone-filled male is going to be. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. We, we do play this for money. There's money involved, number one. But there's also just the, uh, the, the, the art form of competition. Like, for right? example, Jarek McKinnon. It was just announced. 49ers running back Jarek McKinnon out for the season after he tore his ACL in practice. There's going to be a draft. Later today or tomorrow. Yes. And somebody who didn't hear about the Jarek McKinnon injury. Yes. In like the fifth, sixth round. I'm going to think, I found my sleeper at running back. I'm going to take Jarek McKinnon. And some dope in the room is going to be like, no, dude, no, you don't want to do that. He's out for year. the season. Shut up. I'm going to take. Uh, Shut up. Someone yesterday took um, Thomas Michael. Thomas Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Michael, you can tell he has a magazine or a website printed out paperwork that lists the last name first or whatever. Yeah. And that's who he took. Not Michael Thomas. Wide Thomas receivers. Michael. Thomas Michael. Right. Uh, somebody yesterday, me, in the draft, I am having an awesome draft. I'm looking at Le'Veon Bell and Derrick Henry, and I got Mike Evans and Zach Ertz, and I'm seeing the guy you just spoke of drop. <clears throat> and I'm like, I cannot believe this dude is still available. One Jarek McKinnon. This was before the news. Right. Nine minutes after I took him and was celebrating taking Jarek McKinnon, they say that they're fearing an ACL. You can't you can't time it better than that. You can't you cannot time it better than that. He didn't even Dan was telling me he was reading on on the Jarek McKinnon. They did not even want him out for the last uh, few plays of that exercise. He heard it on the last practice play of preseason. The absolute last. It's crazy how that works. Absolutely crazy. And so the line of the draft yesterday was Rob, my our buddy Rob. <laughs> Rob, who Rob does not belong playing fantasy fantasy football, or does he? Because you kind of want donators at times, don't you? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, see, but see, now, some people we know would say that's too mean, Rami. This is this is just for fun. People yeah. would say that. Not really. I mean, not really. It's not just for fun. It's not only for fun. But Rob was taken. He's the dude that took all the time. He was the guy you had to say, who's up? Rob's up. So I noticed a pattern in a live draft. What happens is the group over there at that table, when it's not their picks, they're talking about the weather and what they're going to do over the weekend. Are you grilling out on Labor Day? And then it gets to one of them, and he's, oh, shoot. All right. Uh, Did the Kansas City D go? If you just shut your mouth. Uh, so Rob's the one that took all the time. And so Rob, Rob, Rob. so someone asked, now there are 16 round, 15 rounds in this draft in, in the league I was in yesterday. Mm-hmm. 15 rounds. It's at seven. And someone goes, how many more rounds are there? And the commissioner goes, eight. <laughs> and the dude goes, so that means Rob has eight more picks? <laughs> It's crazy. It drives us crazy on that deal, but 
again, it depends on your perspective. What, now, are, we, what are we doing it for? Is that I know, like you're all gathered for the draft, but is it is it conducted online? In other words, is there a clock ticking? No. Okay, you see, and this, we talked about this the other day on the big show. Every draft should be conducted by a website. Like you shouldn't leave this. You shouldn't leave this in the hands of humans. We in in my main league, we've always had like the manual draft. Like we'd all be sitting in a room. Yeah. Everybody would have their magazines. People would holler out their pick. Commissioner would write it down. He's saying, "Come on!" Right. And and yeah. it's an eighteen round draft. Ten ten player eighteen round draft. And it would seriously take. Like five, six hours, yep. if not more. Yeah. This year, for the first time, I finally convinced these Neanderthals to do the draft online. Two, like a little over two hours, and we were done. That's awesome. And everybody was like, "Man, this was fast this year. Why was it so fast?" And I was like, "Idiots! It was fast because we did the <laughs> thing I've been trying to get you to do for years, which is an online draft, which actually holds people to the clock. How how yes. long of a clock did you have? Two minutes. Two minutes. Ooh, Perfect. that'd be nice. My league, 30 seconds. Okay. We were in and out in like it. 20 minutes. Okay. It was insane. I get it, but at I least hate it. it's, put, it's <laughs> putting it. parameters on it. It is, and I, yeah. I love it. You, Ronnie, you and your buddies can still get together. Yeah, no, you we could, did. Just, yeah, okay. It was a 10-person league. But it was us, still eight, on your phone, eight on eight your of device. Us, eight of us were there. We had Italian beefs. We had we had Mexican food. We had appetite, little snacks, drinks, the whole thing. It was the same thing it is every year in terms of the, the gathering and, and the, social, you know, the, the socialness of it, if yeah. that's a word. But we just made it go a little faster, and then we all still hung out. We just weren't hanging out and pulling our hair out and sweating, didn't waiting for our next pick. We turned on the Cubs game and enjoyed our afternoon. Didn't someone fall asleep during your draft once? Yeah, my buddy Britt, my buddy Pat. <laughs> I'm going to actually go to his house today for a cookout. Oh, Pat, he yeah. calls the show. Here. Yeah, he was uh, asleep on the couch in the in the <laughs> other room, like the room next to where we were conducting the draft. And I walk into the room and I go, I'm, I'm trying to startle him awake. I go, Pat, it's your pick, and he. He sits up like the Undertaker, and he goes, Denver defense. <laughs> so, dude, it's only the second round. Chill out. It, it Denver comes... defense was taken, by the way, which he would have known if he wasn't sleeping. Indeed. And we have a rule in our main league that if you select someone that's been taken, you lose your pick to the end of the draft. You make up that pick, but you wait until the end of the entire draft. So... Then it comes down to, and we'll, we'll take a break here shortly and, and get back to uh, our sleepers of the season and how your draft went, what particular order the uh, the top choices went. But uh, you have the point where I think it should be determined, and this is, this is just my advice after playing since uh, 88, you should determine the competitive nature of your league going in. So is this a fun league? Then let's not put any money on it. Or if this is a fun league, let's go, you know, five bucks a guy. Let's go ten bucks a guy. And no one's going to go crazy over, you know, someone tanking at the end or whatever it might be. Because I find it interesting the different philosophies on certain guys. Okay, this dude over here makes $138,000. And then the other guy makes $22,500 part time somewhere. There's going to be a different tact at going after the money, right? It's all perspective. Right. So let's determine the competitive nature of each league beforehand so there's nobody saying, you take this too seriously. 
that's what I'm finding as we get older here, as we move along here, especially on this show. It depends on how serious you are at it. I don't. I only know one speed. I'm like you, Rami. I know one speed. I want to win. That's it. Whatever it's for. It could be for doing this for if you don't want to win. I don't really understand. I agree with you, but apparently there's this new thing in life <laughs> that's called soft and and coddle and milk toast and spineless. Where did the competitive spirit of fantasy foot is it weaning at all? I find it is a little bit. I think as as the popularity of fantasy football grows, you get more uh, casual fantasy football players in. Where before, good point. It was you know almost everybody who was doing it was hardcore and in it and in it to win it. Whereas now you have people who are like, oh, this is fun. Yeah, like, I'll do this for fun because it's grown so much. I think this happens anytime something grows in popularity. Like take like comic book culture, right? Yeah, where. For a long time, if you were into comic books, you were a hardcore sort of, to, for lack of a better term, nerd. And then all these Marvel movies started coming out and became the biggest thing in the world. And now you have a lot of people who probably don't know the origin story of Thor or Black Panther. Sure thing. Or or the, the Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant-Man and the Wasp. That would be me. But they still love these movies, and they go sort of enjoy them casually for what they are, not knowing really the whole story behind them, which is fine, but I, that's what I mean by as something grows in popularity, you get sort of the casual fan who's on the outer edges of it versus the hardcore fan who's right in the middle and yeah. knows everything and is all about it and is very serious about it. Agreed. Great point. And that's why you get that group that is somewhat taken aback when you get pissed off when someone's selling out Aaron Rodgers for a backup tight end at some point. And that's why we get upset over those things. And, and they would, that group would come back and say, what are you getting all upset about? It's just fantasy football. Well, it's a little more than that. Competitive spirit. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to join the conversation, uh, we'll get into uh, assessing your team. You can hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. You can email your team in live at 1057fmthefan.com. It's Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented by our friends at Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. Eat, drink, play, and watch sports. Tim Allen, Rami Makloff into our 12th season of Fantasy Football Weekly here on The Fan. Kickoff cannot get here quick enough. Oh, yeah. Getting you all the info you need to win this week. It's Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly. Presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. On Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back. It is Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly. Presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. Tim and Rami here, 12 seasons here on The Fan of Fantasy Football conversation and advice on Sunday mornings between 10 and uh, noon. However, today, uh, the On Deck Show is going to hit the airwaves at uh, 1130, getting you ready for Brewers and Nationals Game 3. I hear Anthony Mandela has a big guest lined up for the roundtable in studio. Huge. In studio. Huge. Rami Makloff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You need me? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. I love when that stuff gets worked out on the air. <laughs> no, I just. That's my favorite. <laughs> no, I'm all right with him being the huge guest. That's that's fine. Uh, fantasy football drafts are uh, 
probably pretty much winding down here. And, and I know that uh, I like to do them as late as possible, as close to the season as you can, because you, know, some, you might want to take a flyer deep pick on a Corey Coleman, and then you find out he's, he's cut. Um, you might want to clear out of all last-minute injuries, uh, Jarek McKinnon. So there are factors there. Does Khalil Mack have a factor in your fantasy draft? I guess on IDPs, it certainly would. I think he makes them a top-five defense. It does bring their defense way up, for sure. I mean, you're looking at uh, because, sacks, you're looking at turnovers, right. possibly touchdowns. He's, he's a touchdown guy, pressure too. pressure on the quarterback has a, a domino effect. A, he often will force a sack when he gets to the quarterback because he's a ball hawk. And B, when you cause that kind of pressure on a quarterback, you tend to force mistakes by the quarterback, which leads to interceptions by the secondary. So I think that when you're talking about defense and fantasy, a guy like Khalil Mack up front wreaking havoc, I think has has a major impact on a fantasy defense. What a great move by the Bears. I like it. A great move by the Bears. I may or may not be sitting here in Bears gear head to toe. I cannot confirm nor deny. You may or may uh, not may be. May or may not be. That's, Tim, that's can right. you confirm? I, yeah, I'm no, pretty sure no you can comment. confirm. <laughs> no comment. I, I don't want to go there. I may have ordered my Khalil Mack jersey already. I don't know. You might have. Might have. Don't know. Can't right. confirm nor deny. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Have you have you selected your team yet? How you feeling about your team? We'll give you a letter grade if you want the assessment of that team. Uh, there are drafts. Uh, I've got to have my, my main one tonight. That's a fun one. That's the fun main one, and I think we all look forward to that. Uh, tomorrow night we have the station, right? Yes, sir. Uh, family tomorrow night as well. Draft and then security dance is Tuesday. Right within 48 hours of kickoff on on Thursday. Uh, if you want, if you've drafted already and you want a player, uh, you have a quandary about Thursday night's game, Philadelphia and Atlanta. And Anthony Mandela had in his uh, sports flash that Nick Foles is going to get the nod over Wentz. I think that's a good move for the Eagles. I wouldn't have you shy away necessarily of way late uh, grabbing one or both of them. Uh, and that way you can you can take it from there. But Carson Wentz, one hell of a talent, and I think before this season's done, going to be one of the top tier quarterbacks in fantasy football. I think he was already working his way into that category last year before yep. the injury. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Email live at one zero five seven FM thefan dot com. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter as well. Adam Burnett, his circle of trust, season circle of trust. This isn't just the weekly. This is for the season, who he's putting in his circle That's of big. trust. That's that, big. You that is big. That. Let's start with Anthony's team. You know, I want to wait on, on your team, Rami. Why do <laughs> we got to start with <laughs> because this? Because we were just talking during the break oh. there. Anthony Mandela said he didn't like being in the four hole of a no, snake draft. I don't like being in the middle. I want to be able to be on one of the ends because then I can go back to back. I don't like snake drafts in general. I agree. What I, do you like? I think they're stupid. Um, I think the best way to do it, this is how we've done it every year until this year, because like I said, we finally went online and they didn't offer this option in the online draft of our site. You go one through 10 and then you and then you start at 10 and you go 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way through nine. And you bring the next guy. And then you start at nine, 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. That's, that's not bad. That's the fairest way to do it. When Probably. You look, when you look at how it stacks up, how frequently... Everybody has a pick, how, how all the picks in like the top 20 or the top 50, depending on how you value them. Everybody gets about the same number of picks. 
in the sa- you know in All that right. in that top twenty or in the well, top thirty. Do you uh, is is it predetermined or randomly assigned where you're picking? Do you Ran- just like draw names randomly? I assigned. hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Set it up like a real draft. All right, Go so to, if you're bringing back all the same guys, like most leagues do, then just I think it, stack I think them up. Reverse you, standings last year. If you have keepers, especially if it's multiple keepers, it should go based on last year's results. We do that. We do that for the top, uh, for the bottom eight teams. It's random draw for that first round. And what we what we have found was the top eight teams make the playoffs in the sixteen team format. So that's order of finish from the prior season. However, the the bottom eight teams that didn't make the playoffs, they're in a random draw because we we thought that that alleviated someone tanking with a you know two win season trying to stay at two win. The other guys got three wins, and and so it's tanking for position of the first overall. So that's what we did in the first round. But I I get what you're saying, Rami, and I'm I'm starting to subscribe to that a little bit more and more. So Mandela in the four hole, oh. uh, unfortunately, you not that he's a bad player, right? Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the second I click the button, you know, the clock's ticking. It's two, one. He's the top name on the list. He and was? He was the top name on the ESPN pre-draft rankings that I had in front of me. I'm dead serious. I don't buy it. I'm dead serious. I really like Leonard Fournette. I do, too. I, I really he's do, gonna have but a good I don't year. know about number four overall. In general, you know, I should have by you, far taken Antonio Brown. You said during the but break. it's a non-PPR league. Antonio Brown was there? Antonio Brown was him? there, and At I didn't four. take him. Yep. Well, but you know what? Everybody a, except I don't do no, but in a PPR. I don't do wide receivers in round one, and it's a non-PPR in a non-PPR, league. non-PPR. So I decided against it. In a non-PPR, I think you should, unless they've completely been been pillaged and plundered, well, I think you should go running back in the first round. But didn't you say that David Johnson was on the board? Yes, we David Johnson was break? also on the board. I take David Johnson over. Me I too. didn't, and I didn't. I just didn't like the pick. I never the, ever take guys coming off an injury. Like Leonard that. Fournette. I forgot the number. I heard it last week. Um, has a surprisingly low percentage of carries when they're on the goal line mm-hmm. or or in or in in, in scoring position. Mm-hmm. That's that's what scares me about Leonard Fournette, and I don't really understand that. And maybe that'll change as the coaches develop more trust in him because he seems to me like just Built the type of guy who you want to give the ball to when you're inside the five yard line. He's a big bull type of running back who who will plow through guys. I I don't know why they went with that strategy last year, but right. that was the case. And anytime a running back is is losing touchdowns essentially because of the way his coaching staff handles him. That scares me. I really like Leonard Fournette. I don't think it's the worst pick in the world, but I definitely wouldn't have gone with four. All right, so yeah. you get Fournette, then your next pick was? A.J. Green, round two. Okay, solid. Yeah, solid pick. I'm always just going, trying to hit on guys. Should I just, should I just run through the roster? Sure. Uh, so starting lineup as it stands right now for week one, Drew Brees, Leonard Fournette, Alex Collins, A.J. Green, Amari Cooper, Travis Kelsey, Michael Crabtree in the flex, the Vikings defense, Will Lutz, the kicker in uh, New Orleans. Uh, it now, did not go well for me. Well, no, I, I don't. Think I don't think it did. It's one of the. It's probably the worst draft I've ever had. Okay, fair enough. But I don't think that that's a horrible draft right there because, and here's why: I love Alex Collins. I love. That I, dude I this really year. need him to work out. No, no, no. I, I and I'm super high on him. I am super high on him. the The stretch that he put together last year was pretty beastly. It was, and it looks like. Yeah, there was a comment uh, the other day that Alex Collins says, uh, fantasy players, you better pick me up before it's too late. And maybe he's on to something. I, I did take him in a draft last week. Uh, your thoughts on Alex Collins, Rami? I like him. 
I like him. I don't love him. I don't know that I'd necessarily take his take his words at face value. He's of course he he likes himself in fantasy football. I would too if I was. Well, if you I was really? If I was <laughs> you would NFL. like you? I never would guess. <laughs> Shocking! Wow. Um, I would advise people to get me in your fantasy sports talk radio team. That's <laughs> a thing. Round sixteen, I, and they go up to the board, and you know they're they're shuffling <laughs> through the stickers. They're trying to find him. I don't see any Makloff guy in this draft list, man. Who does he play for? Oh, just take just write him in. It's fine. He'll be he'll be there. He'll really? be there week seventeen. He'll be there. I'm Big a goal line back. Yeah, I'm a goal line back. I get those. He's going to show up week seventeen <laughs> when the Bears are zero and fifteen and everyone's hurt and they're just like, you know what? Screw it. Crabtree moving teams over with Alex Collins. So I mean, the, the Amari I, Cooper. I think your team is going to be based on Amari Cooper's performance and Alex Collins. If, yeah, I, I think the others are. You know what you get. You know what you get with AJ Green. In fact, I I like I the love Cincinnati AJ offense. Green. Like I do the believe, third or fourth year I've drafted him. I love having him. Believe it or not, I do like the Cincinnati Bengals offense this year. Mixon's one year older. I think you, Dalton is finally motivated to actually do and be something that he was, what, his second year when he threw 30-plus? I do like that offense. I think it's improved. All right, we're going to get to uh, Adam Burnett in uh, just a second here. If you want your team assessed, uh, 414-799-1250. Got a comment or a question on a particular player, uh, we'll have a conversation about that as well. You can email live at 1057fmthefan.com. Tim and Rami into a dozen now. 12 years. Has it been that long? Talking fantasy football on Sunday mornings. It's Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa here on The Fan. Do you want to be in the circle? You are now on the inside of what I like to call the circle of trust. Adam Burnett invites you in. Time now for the circle of trust. Who can you trust with this much on the line? We got you covered. Let's dig way deep for a sleeper that matters. The circle of trust on Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly. Presented by Dave and Busters on 105.7 FM, The Fan. All right, welcome back. It is uh, Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. Eat, drink, play, and watch sports. Here on The Fan each and every Sunday morning, if you want your team assessed, you've been to the draft already, uh, we'll give you an, our uh, honest thoughts on, on the draft, on your team. Mandela, we I'm going to give you a, a C. That's what I deserve. Yeah. See, the thing is, I don't... Ten team. I really, I really don't put... I don't put as much stock in the draft after like round three or four. I don't really put much stock in it because if you can't if you can't work the waiver wire because guys are going to get hurt, guys are going to you know fall off the face of the earth. If you're aggressive on that waiver wire, it'll save your season. Well, oh, for sure, I agree. Because La- that's where the last difference year is made. last year I well Zeke got, uh, was suspended, and Chris Thompson got hurt, Carson Wentz got hurt. Greg Olson got hurt. Alshon Jeffrey missed some time. I was losing guys left and right, and I won my league. You got to stay on it, and that's because why... I was on top of it. And I found Alvin Kamara before 
he broke out. He had like a little bit of a, a breakout. Like Mark Ingram, I think, left a game like you know before half kind of thing. Did not return. And I was like, this dude looks sharp. So I just went and got him, and then he exploded and carried me to the playoffs, especially early in the season. I believe your draft is made. Uh, I've found uh, rounds three to four, right there can determine a lot. So uh, let's bring in, as all our guests are on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, our circle of trust, Adam Burnett. Adam, welcome aboard, and thanks for joining us for yet another season, talking fantasy football. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate coming on each week. It's fun. Yeah, you've got a circle of trust for the season. Now, these are guys that you have assessed throughout uh, the off season, And what meant uh, some movement here. So we're going to have to stay up to speed on that with uh, a lot of our uh, listeners and ourselves included. I mean, there's there's been some movement. Michael Crabtree, uh, Jordy Nelson, guys like that uh, flying all over the country. And let's start with you, Adam, with your uh, quarterback position. And again, these are uh, these are not the no-brainers per se most times with Adam Burnett. Would you agree, Rami? Yes, yeah, these, absolutely. These are digging a little bit deeper, so... Don't just think that this should be your number one pick or anything like that. We're just assessing this on a little bit deeper kind of picks in his circle of trust. So what do you have at quarterback, Adam? Quarterbacks this year that I've been targeting at the back end of drafts are Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I spent a seventh-round pick on Carson Wentz in one of my drafts and paired him with Garoppolo because I feel like Garoppolo – has a terrific offense. Even with McKinnon out, I think Garoppolo will be a top-10 quarterback this year. I'm surprised he I got him in as late in some of the drafts as I did. I really like Mitchell Trubisky of the Bears. I think the Bears' offense is going to shock some people this year. I think they ran a lot of vanilla uh, plays not to give things away. Tariq Cohen will be very involved. I think Mitch Trubisky takes a step forward this year and will be a popper, popular waiver-wire pickup. And the other quarterback that I've been targeting real late in drafts in the two-quarterback leagues is Joe Flacco of the Ravens. He was hurt last year in training camp, didn't have a training camp. They added some weapons to that offense. And from watching Lamar Jackson, I don't think Lamar Jackson's ready to play. I think Flacco knows that his time is up in Baltimore and is auditioning for a new team next year, and I think Flacco's going to have a good year. You mentioned Garoppolo and, and what he did late last year. That's all cool. And I, and I agree. I, I like him, too. Quarterbacks that have moved, I think, are puzzling to me. In the two drafts that I've been in, you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins, who goes from Washington to Minnesota, and then you look at a guy like Alex Smith, who takes over for Kirk Cousins in Washington. Alex Smith is just – he shouldn't have a number on, a, on, a, on his jersey. It should be just a big question mark in my <laughs> mind because that offense, guys – it was conducive to Kirk Cousins. Was They were decent numbers. They were. Now, Cousins was vulnerable to the turnover, and I think that's what kept his, his point totals down oftentimes. But what type of offense, what type of numbers could he – did you think about him being in the circle of trust? I definitely thought about him. I couldn't pull the trigger. I just couldn't do it. What do you think of Alex Smith? He's so, he's so much of a better football player in real life than a fantasy player. The games to me, you don't get the you get the big games, and then you get kind of the steady 150, 180 yard games. He doesn't throw enough for me and throw for enough yards in the leagues I play, and I get point for completion, no, no, point no, but for incompletion. Would it change? Does it change because he's out of Kansas City? Smith doesn't change as much for me. 
to me, I kind of have the same viewpoint of him. Wow. Okay. So I'm glad I didn't pull the trigger. It's based on, <laughs> on what what he has right there. That's uh, that's that's interesting. And then you have the uh, Denver quarterback situation, and not a big fan of their their passing attack. No, I don't think they really upgraded all that much. I agree. Which you would think they would have because that defense is ready to win. That defense is built to win right now. You would think they're, they they go into the offseason going, all right, we just got to get a quarterback. Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith would have fit right. much better in Denver than Case Keenum. Absolutely. Do you, you guys buy Case Keenum? Not really, no. No. Yeah, I didn't either. I didn't either. And then, and then you just finally hear before we get to running backs, Kirk Cousins, the aforementioned, that's a little puzzling to me, too, in Minnesota, that how good are Diggs and Thielen? Now, again, you're going to have a health. going to put up very good numbers. Do you? I really do. I agree. Yeah, and, and and you do have the running backs to support it, so it's not like you can focus on, you know, and put everybody up front in the box, try and stop Murray and Cook, but I, that's a lot of pressure on, on Minnesota. I, I do, and I have been, and you guys know this over the years, I've been a Kirk Cousins fan. I like his touchdowns. I like his just moxie. He's, he's just got the – Garoppolo's like that too. And so we come full circle. I like your Garoppolo pick. I noticed in my two drafts he did fall and fall and fall and fall. So you might have something there. Running back. Running back, this is a no-brainer. This is Christian McCaffrey of the Panthers. I passed on him in two drafts, and that was my biggest regret of those drafts was not going up to get him. Uh, I have a couple drafts remaining. I will actually slide him up on my boards and target him more in those drafts, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year, and I think he's going to uh, surpass the draft slot, even though the draft slot's high already. I think he'll be more involved and be one of the top running backs in fantasy football this year. That offense in particular, I I agree with you, McCaffrey out of the backfield is going to get the the touches that McCaffrey is going to have this year. He might touch the football more than a lot of other people in this league. I just think he's way involved. Now, that being said, Cam Newton, why ranked so high? There's some of the lists that I've looked. He's the third quarterback, third-ranked quarterback on the board. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure I'm buying that, Because though. of what he does with his legs. He's going to get you more points than any other quarterback with his legs. Rodgers, Brady, Newton. Cam Newton is their goal-line running back. Yeah, that's he's, true. He's not just a quarterback. Cam Newton is their goal-line running back. Yeah, he'll probably rush, what, six, seven touchdowns. Yeah. All right, and in most leagues, a rushing touchdown—I know it is in my league—is worth more than yeah. a passing touchdown. It you is get six for a rushing touchdown, four for passing. Yep, yeah, most leagues. You have another running back. You going two back set here, Adam? I've got three backs. Okay. I love Royce Freeman. Um, I got killed uh, on my Yahoo draft for taking him. It said I reached up to get him, and they gave me a C minus on my draft. I don't really care about that. I think he's the best running back in Denver um, with the system that they run. I think he's going to be very, very valuable and he will be the best rookie running back uh, outside of Saquon Barkley. Flavor season. flavor of the month, uh, a warning and alert. Everybody's digging Royce Freeman. You know what happens, Rami? Mm-hmm. Everybody leans in mm-hmm. one direction. That guy inevitably lets everyone down. Yeah, yeah. Devontae Booker is going to get his hands on the football. He is. And I, I wouldn't sleep on that. Keep your eyes on Booker. All right, final running back. I like Aaron Jones of the Packers. I think he's explosive. He's dynamic. 
I think he's a better runner than Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams' uh, pass protection, I think, will keep him on the field, and I think it'll be a split. I think later in the season you will see Jones take more of the workload over Williams, and Montgomery is just there to pick up the remaining reps. I don't agree. I uh, I think Jamal Williams is a three-down back. I think he's decent out of the backfield. I think he's a workhorse guy. Aaron Jones is a change-of-pace guy. You've got two of them. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery, in a way, is a, is a, an insurance plan on if your wide receivers just go haywire. And they kept a ton of them, guys. Did you see that, Ron? Receivers, yeah. Eight wide receivers. And only two active running backs. What does that tell you? And no fullback. That nobody stepped up in order to make some tough decisions. You know what I mean? No one, and you know, if... Uh, if uh, St. Brown or Jamon Moore or one of these guys had stepped up to be solid, they may not have kept eight. In fact, I know they would not have I kept think, eight wide receivers. I think the approach the Packers are going to take to running back is, well, the first couple of weeks they don't have a choice because Aaron Jones is suspended. But I really think that they're going to feed Jamal Williams and see if he can be a feature back. Yep. And Aaron Jones will be will be mixed in and sprinkled in, but... I think they're going to ride Jamal Williams until Jamal Williams breaks down, and then they figure, well, okay, if if that happens, we have a fresh and very good running back in Aaron Jones who can take us down the stretch. A pleasant surprise. I I think that's how they're going to handle the running back position. So I think early in the year, at least, it's going to be Jamal Williams will be the best fantasy back on the Packers roster, and as the season wears on and Jamal Williams wears down, you'll see Aaron Jones' production sort of start to creep up and take a little bit more of the load. Adam Burnett's our circle of trust guy, and it's a season circle of trust on the uh, Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly uh, presented by Dave and Busters. All right, let's get to wide receivers, Adam. Wide receivers, I got four for you. I think Michael Crabtree of the Ravens bounces back. We'll get a lot of red zone targets. Robert Woods is the Rams receiver to own. I really like Marquise Goodwin of the 49ers. And the late-round flyer that I've been targeting is D.J. Moore of the Carolina Panthers. There's that Panther offense again, and usually they surprise you just about every year with one of those guys. You know, the guy that you're like, oh, who's this guy? But he's a stud. Okay. I think you're right on D.J. Moore. Uh, Marquise Goodwin. He's puzzling to me. They've developed, Garoppolo and him have developed a chemistry that I think could work. It's going to be interesting. That, that. You know, and again, this comes down to you want to pull the trigger on Marquise Goodwin, and everyone's going to say, you know, it's not the pick that at your draft everyone says, whoa, nice pick. That's probably not Marquise Goodwin. No. May turn out to be that way, though. Right. Tight end. Tight ends, I have two of them. I love Trey Burton of the Chicago Bears. I think he's going to provide a different dynamic to their offense. The second tight end that I have may take a little bit. I think by the end of the year he'll be valuable. Mike Gusecki, the Miami Dolphins. I have really not looked at the Dolphins situation because I, I basically, and you do this too, Rami, it's like you predetermine where you're going to focus your attention and, and study habits. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't on the Dolphins. <laughs> Outside of, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake, I guess, you know, depending on where you pick him, might be a nice little pickup. Devontae Parker has been coming along in, in his development, but that's just a team that, I don't know, Tannehill's Especially uh, trading Jarvis Landry. And Landry gone, yeah, yeah, your go-to guy, and and Tannehill coming off the injury, I just stayed away. So you you know more about the uh, Miami Dolphins than I do, Adam, for sure. All right, uh, you got a defense, a kicker, and an IDP. Oh, I've got kickers. I like Daniel Carson of the Minnesota Vikings. They drafted him in the fifth round. 
I had Kai Forbath last year. He burned me on a couple games, actually single-handedly lost me games with missed field goals. I think Carlson will be a stud for the Vikings this year. I also like Zane Gonzalez of the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland's going to be pretty good this year. I think they have a chance to win between six and eight games with the roster that they have assembled. Gonzalez, I think, is going to be valuable as a waiver pickup for teams that have to switch out their kickers. Defensively, I love the New Orleans Saints. I think they're going to be really dynamic this year. I think Davenport helps with the pass rush. Should have been in the Super Bowl last year. They blew it. Um, I like the Bears' defense, but I would caution that the Bears' defense is going to take some time. Khalil Mack didn't have a training camp. I don't know how much he'll play against the Packers week one. My guess is he plays on third downs against Brian Bulaga for Mm -hmm. sure. And a defense that I would pick up each week is the team that plays the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills will be the worst team in football this year, along with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Those are my two bad teams. First coach to get fired this year will be Dirk Cutter of the Buccaneers. IDP, I love Roquan Smith of the Bears. I almost jumped through the ceiling when they made that draft choice. As a Bears fan, I was thrilled to see Roquan join the team. Can can you go the opposite direction and read a little bit into it? Let's just go back to the Bills. You say, well, stay away from the Bills. Bills are going to suck, et cetera, et cetera. Wouldn't that mean that they're playing from behind a lot and a guy like Calvin Benjamin may get some, some uh, you know, as we call them, garbage points late in almost every week if they're going to be that bad? That is true. That is true. You have to figure out which one of the receivers it'll be. I don't see Josh Allen as being a ready quarterback, and Nathan Peterman I don't think is an NFL quarterback. Guys like that tend to lock on to one receiver like Brett Hundley did last year with Devontae Adams. So if you find that one receiver in Buffalo, those garbage time points can be valuable. And kicker, kicker, I don't know if you guys saw this. The uh, second most accurate kicker in NFL history was released yesterday in Dan Bailey. I don't know what's going on there, but okay. Kickers are a volatile situation, that's for sure. Adam, a pleasure having you back this year on Fantasy Football Weekly. We do appreciate that. We look forward to getting your circle of trust for week one next week, Sunday morning at 1030. You're with us, right? Yeah, absolutely. I I need to get the sizes, though, so I can order you guys the Baker Mayfield underwear for Christmas. All right. <laughs> Go. I'll, get that, I'll get that for the show. Go Browns. All right. There he is. All right, Adam. Thanks, man. Thank large. you, guys. Yep. Yeah. And speaking of which. Here it is. What, you're wearing Baker Mayfield underwear? No, oh, I don't know. This what? is my uh, good luck Oh, that's charm. a Goodyear hat. Look at that. What is in it? I, I don't know. It's it's dropping like sand or something all over the studio. Yeah. What What the Janet hell? Janet King doesn't come back till like Tuesday. You need to slow your roll here. Look is that. that thing just deteriorating? Is yeah. it falling apart? That's what it. on earth? That's a Goodyear hat. <laughs> what is that, Tim? What is that? I don't know. It looks like brown sugar. Do we hold on? I have some napkins. I don't want to touch this thing. I have some what napkins is this? that I'm going to use. I'm going to come over. I, I think they're I, crabs. Let me. I'm oh a, my god. <sighs> let me go over there. I'm going to come so over there. I'm so distracted now. I what is t- the purpose of this hat? No, no. Don't put it down. I want to come and take a look at it and see what the hell is going on there. I have a napkin, so I don't have Professor to touch it with Ronnie Macloff over here. Take a picture. Going to inspect it. Ew. What is that, Tim? Smell it. No, I'm not going to. Well, what is what is Tim? Oh, Tim. Jesus. What is it? Why do you have this hat? Because it's my good luck charm. That's your good luck charm? Yep. Wow. So, apparently... And that works? No. Um, Apparently, what what this this brown dust is that's flying all over the studio out of Tim's hat 
There used to be like I don't wear it, by the way. Obviously. Oh, okay, good. There used to be, and a lot of a lot of hats back in the day, for whatever reason, had this inside of the hat. It had like a styrofoam lining, like yes. a thin styrofoam lining. That, and that thing is probably thirty years old. Wow, that's older than me, Tim. It's deteriorated and broken down, and now the styrofoam lining is just turning into dust. And is... clearly, it hasn't been unfurled in how long because <laughs> <laughs> you took it out of your bag and it all just fell out. Now. This may be as a lot of it. I'm not sure. This may be as best as we might all be about to die. I'm not sure. Oh wow! Uh, the San Diego Padres. Speaking of which, uh, they had a beach hat giveaway over the weekend. They had to pull it back because there were. Um, this is gross. Well, I, I'm going to give this back there to were, you. There were beetles Ew. in the hat. So there might those might be, uh, they might bite. Ew. All right. Uh, that coming is up, gross. Austin Webster. Is Tim, gonna... <laughs> you're better than that, Tim. Austin Webster is going to join us at the uh, top of the hour from rotoexperts.com. You want to take a call here, Timmy? Yeah, let's, let's do squeeze it. him in. Yeah, let's, let's go to uh, Joe in Cedarburg. You're on Fantasy Football Weekly. What's up, Joe? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Sure. Um, so it's a 12-team league, non-PPR touchdown. Um, there's a couple funky rules. We have to have three quarterbacks, two tight ends, two kickers, two defenses, and then four receivers, and then four quarterbacks. I had the number one pick. Hold um, on, you said first you said three quarterbacks, and then you said four quarterbacks. Which one is it? I meant three. It's three quarterbacks. Okay. All okay. Right. So um, I got I got Goff at quarterback. I got Gurley, Royce Freeman. And then receivers, I got Demarius Thomas, A.J. Green, Greg Olson, uh, Kicker, Butker, and then I got uh, Texans defense. And then on the bench, I got Flacco and Bortles. That's my TTEs, C.J. Anderson, D.M. Lewis, Jordy Nelson, Garcon. Um, backup tight end is I got Austin, Severian, Jenkins, and then Phil Dawson. And then my backup defense is the Chargers. Yeah, cross your fingers on Jordy Nelson. Outside of that, I would keep my eyes open, waiver wire for that receiver that just could pop up and surprise. I really like Jordy sure. Nelson this year because a I really like Derek Carr as a quarterback. I think right. he's he's gonna he's gonna be one of the next big things at the quarterback position. And with Cooper on the other side of the field drawing all sorts of attention and double teams. you got to think Jordy right. Nelson is going to see lighter coverage than he's seen maybe since he's gotten to the NFL, or at least since he became Aaron Rodgers' number one wide receiver. And I think there's still plenty in the tank with that guy, especially going oh, against Tadia single Bryant, coverage. They released for t- Bryant yeah. yesterday. Yep. And then I just saw another thing for tight end, a good pickup for you know red zone, Antonio Gates. The Chargers just signed him. Yeah, and and they had the uh, injury to their main guy, but yeah, yeah. I, that's what I would say. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a B minus, okay. but I, I don't mind it. I would just stay on that waiver wire. I don't know what the procedures are in, in your league, but it's that, three dollars a transaction. <laughs> okay, yeah, I would invest. Uh, just keep your eyes open because I I'm not sure I trust Demarius Thomas too much. No. Yeah, I'm just he's been disappointing. That's it. Yeah, well, I think Chase Keenum, that's another thing. Like in our league, like quarterbacks, unless you get Rodgers or Brady, but you can get an average quarterback and if he's putting up fifteen to twenty points, that's pretty good. It's, You're right. It's, it's it's pretty uh like the running back. I got Royce Freeman in the third round. I mean he was I mean that's how quick they were going. Yeah, now if he blows up then then he got something cooking. Right. All right, all right, Joe, thanks for the call, right, man. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, thanks for listening. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. You like Jordy that much? Are I the do. legs going to hold out? I really like Jordy. I really, really like Jordy this year for the Raiders.
Hmm. I do. Yeah. All right. We'll take a break and be back. Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented we by my team yet. Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. We'll do that next year right. on The Fan. Welcome, fantasy football players. The season is getting super close. And it's time to get you ready to win. Welcome to Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave and Buster's in Wauwatosa. Be here every Sunday morning, 10 to noon, for up-to-the-minute injury news, analysis, weather forecasts, and expert opinion to help you win. Now, celebrating our 12th season, here are Tim Allen and Rami Makloff with Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan. Yeah, a dozen years of talking fantasy football here in Milwaukee from 10 to noon each and every Sunday, 12 years. Tim Allen, Rami Makloff. That makes me feel old. Can you not say that every every show? That How we've been old are you, for 40? 12 years. I'm 38. 40, yeah. I'm 38. Yeah, I you're 39 in one month from today. Funny how that works. Start doing your shopping. As the day, days go by, you tend to get older. Really? I, I don't know <laughs> about that. I'm no expert. Man. 90% of the game is half mental. It's that yeah. type of analysis. Uh, we're breaking we down. get here, folks. Breaking down your team. If you want to communicate with us over Twitter and Facebook, please do so. You can email live at 1057fmthefan.com. Uh, let's hit that great Midwest Bank hotline and welcome in a guest, as all our guests are welcomed in on that great Midwest Bank hotline. Uh, Austin Webster from RotoExperts.com. Austin, thanks for the time, dude. No problem. How's it going? Uh, it's, it's going fine. All right. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, did you get burned by that? And that's that's probably the biggest hit we've seen over the weekend. Uh, no, nah, I was actually off Jarek McKinnon this offseason. I didn't like his, obviously, the injury concerns came to bite him back. And I didn't like his history with how, his yards per carry was never good when he got a full workload. So I was actually really big on Matt Breida as a sleeper before, so I had him in some spots. So that kind of helped me out with that news yesterday. Yeah, in, indeed. Uh, down in New Orleans, I know the Mark Ingram uh, suspension situation is, is going to loom large here, and I don't know if that's worth the risk. And, and he's suspended four games, I believe. Not, I'm not 100% sure on this. I believe – don't they buy week six? So he would be back then for the fifth game, just for the one game, and then a buy. So in essence, you don't get Mark Ingram until week seven. Is it worth it? What do you think? Uh, it depends where you're getting him. I would like him, if you have him as like your running back three or running back four on your bench possibly, um, then I would take the risk on him. But if you're – Kind of, if he's like your RB two, I wouldn't take the risk because in fantasy football, you really want to have a your team going in all cylinders the first couple of weeks, so you can leverage some trades. But if you have this have a dead weight guy on your bench or a guy that should be starting for you, there's really no point in drafting him. I think we were just talking before the break when we brought you on about Jordy Nelson with the Raiders, and obviously fans around here are very familiar with Jordy Nelson. I think he's he's due for, for a big year and maybe a sleeper for some folks that you can get a little deeper in drafts because I do think there's still plenty left in those legs. And for the first time, Jordy Nelson is the number two wide receiver and opposite side of the field of a guy like Amari Cooper who's going to draw a lot of the defense's attention. Yeah, now that with Martavis Bryant gone, I think that's definitely 
a solid value. He is kind of creeping up draft boards now a little bit, so it kind of the value isn't there. But I can see him being a wide receiver three, more in PPR like him because he'll be that kind of check down guy. I think Cooper will become more of that deeper threat a little bit more this year with Jordy Nelson time to take in some of the intermediate stuff. So, yeah, I like him in PPR as like a wide receiver three. Austin, uh, let's let's hit some of these rookies here because each and every year we get the uh, flare-ups from just, uh, you know, again, not no knock on these guys, but they're talented, but some far more than others. And we'll see uh, a list here uh, about uh, Calvin Ridley. I don't really see the upside this year. I think there's too many mouths to feed in the offense. Like you got Tevin Coleman coming out of the backfield who gets a good amount of catches around like 50 a year. Uh, Julio Jones always going to be a target monster. I think Sanu is still a solid option for Matt Ryan. And then Austin Hooper they have in the offense. So there's too many mouths to feed. I think in this offense for him, they really carry much value. In his rookie year, maybe down the line when Julio Jones is more um, on his Kind of like second legs, not the same guy. I would say is Saquon the uh, this year's version of Zeke as a rookie. Yeah, I think he's going to be like a David Johnson. Um, when David Johnson kind of broke in the scene, um, he can just catch a ton of passes. He's very athletic and elusive, as you know. He's called like next Barry Sanders, almost coming out of college. So I think he'll definitely be in the top five conversation. Like in. You know, the rookies, you always get them at as a little bit of a value. And I think next year, once we kind of are looking at the drafts, we're going to have Saquon Barkley in the top five picks. So I think he's still a solid pick around the 7-8 where he's going now. How much impact does a guy like Khalil Mack when you talk about fantasy defenses? I said he, he, he probably takes that Bears defense into the top five, not just when we're talking about defensive rankings in the NFL, but as far as fantasy defenses go. Am I overstating the, the impact, the importance of a Khalil Mack on a fantasy defense? Uh, I don't think I would put him in the top five, but I think the top ten is reasonable for the Chicago defense. Um, I think they definitely have an underrated defense around him. They already had a solid one, but I don't think that would put him in the top the top five. There's still a ton of good defenses up there, like I think the Rams, the Jaguars, the Vikings, um, the Chargers even. I think those defenses are still a little bit better than the Bears for fantasy purposes couple of question marks on the passing game for a few teams, and, and you, can, you can respond uh, on all three or just nutshell them. Jacksonville, Arizona, and Dallas. All three, I just tended to stay, stay away from their passing game. Your thoughts? Um, Arizona, for the passing game, I think Ricky Seals-Jones is an interesting target as a flyer kind of tight end. With my drafts, I kind of like the – get the running backs and wide receivers and really load up there and then go tight end and quarterback later. So I think Ricky Sales-Jones is an interesting target um, in their passing game. Dallas, I'm a fan of Alan Hearns, especially in the full-point PPR and, like, standard. Um, I'd probably lean Michael Gallup because I think he will be kind of that um, not fully Des Bryant role yet because he's still a rookie, but I think he'll be that kind of touchdown um, deeper threat. And Alan Hearns will be that PPR guy that can get, like, 70 catches maybe even push like 75 to 80 catches, honestly, because Dak Prescott, he, he wants a trustworthy guy. So I think he's a good, a good target later in drafts. And yeah. what was the last team that you said? Jackson, well, Jacksonville, and I'll just throw in Miami as well. Um, Jacksonville, I like Alan Hearns a good amount. He was really good last year. Um, I think that 
just the guys in front of him kind of limited his snap count. But now that in preseason we've seen him get the most snaps out of any wide receiver, and that was Marquise Lee gone. I believe now like 28% of their targets are gone with Alan Hearns and now Marquise Lee done for the year. So I think Hearns is the guy I favor there. And he just looked really good last year. And um, for the, yeah, Miami for, I think Kenny Stills is a great target. He is kind of creeping up boards because everyone's really talking him up now because he was going way too late. But I think he'll be a solid wide receiver three as well. Uh, not in, in full point, maybe a little bit last year, but still, uh, I think Danny Amendola in full point is maybe can give you some more upside, but obviously the health concerns with him. But when he's healthy, I think he'll fill kind of that Jarvis Landry role a little bit where they love to kind of go up the middle of the field with the slot wide receivers. So. All right, a finally thing for you, Austin, uh, New England Patriots. Tom Brady's Tom Brady, and he's ranked where Tom Brady is always ranked, and that's up there. Mm-hmm. Who is receiving the footballs from Tom Brady? What's going on? Uh, based on what people are saying, I mean, I'm a Patriots fan, so I kind of follow a lot of the beat reporters. Everyone's kind of saying that they're going to trade for a wide receiver, so that would make me a little bit nervous investing like heavily in Chris Hogan. Um, but I think if they don't trade for a wide receiver, then Chris Hogan's going to have like a really good year. Um, but I'm expecting them to make some move, and then when uh, Edelman comes back, I think he'll be a very solid option for fantasy, but he has that four-game suspension, obviously, which doesn't help. Um, but still, he's kind of becoming a value because of that suspension. So, just one more thing on the Patriots: Sony Michelle. A lot of buzz about this kid. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I love Sony Michelle. Um, just obviously the news didn't help him with um, the knee kind of drain there. But when he's healthy, I think he can take over Rex Burkhead. I think he'll be similar to Deion Lewis, where last year he was kind of the forgotten man going into the season. Uh, then you had those bigger backs like Gillisley. And uh, Burkhead were kind of in front of him. But then Lewis just looked like the best back. I think Sony Michelle would be that role the most kind of similar where he can just make guys miss and he can give the offense the most upside. So I think Sony Michelle can definitely be an upside play for your bench. Um, he definitely has risk because of the injury concerns, but he can uh, win you a fantasy title if you take him and he becomes an RB2, which I think he has that upside. So Austin, Texas, Webster. Now, where do we find your stuff, Austin Webster? Uh, on Twitter, you can follow me at MoneyWebby. I kind of tweet out my article links and video, uh, my YouTube kind of content that I make. And it's the same on YouTube, uh, at, oh, just uh, not at, but uh, MoneyWebby on YouTube as well. So. MoneyWebby. I That's get good. it. All right. Very good, man. Thanks for the time. We'll talk again, all right? Yeah, thank you. Have a good one. All right. There, there he is, Austin Webster. RotoExperts.com and Money Webby. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I do. All right. If you want us to uh, break down your team, uh, we'll do so. 414 799 break down my team? You've Let's been waiting me wait. Let's an do An hour it. and 15 minutes. Right now. All right. Right now? Yeah. Oh, like this moment? Not right. after yep. a break? Now. Oh, right okay. now. All right. I had the ninth pick out of 10 in a snake draft. Uh, first round, I went with Odell Beckham. It sucks. OBJ. Horrible. Okay. Horrible. Uh, with the 12th pick. Took Melvin Gordon. There was a run on running backs early. I needed to get a a running back before they had completely been depleted. So I went with Melvin Gordon at running back. I'm just bitter. You like it? Yeah. All right. So far you (laughs) like it. Okay. Um, Damn it. And now my phone wants to refresh while I'm going through this. Oh, come on. Well, the first two there. Okay. Now, is this the keeper league? Uh, We decided because there was a lot of turnover in the league this year, we eliminated keepers. 
Ooh, yeah, I, that would not have made me happy if I had something good going. I didn't love it, but it's as long as everybody's playing under the same rules and we're not making it fair for some people and unfair for others, I'm good. That's Got all. It. That's always my thing. I know I, I, I have the nickname the Big Selfish. I'm all about what's best for the league, for the greater good of the league, not what's best for Rami Mack. Will it go back to a keeper league? or if, is we, just... if we can keep enough of the people in the league, we decided okay. we'll vote at the end of the season on if we want keepers. All right. uh, Cam Newton, I got in the uh, third round, or no, at the end of the second round, number 29. Uh, third round, came back to wide receiver, took Jarvis Landry at number 32. Okay. Uh, fourth round, again, running backs, there was a huge run on them. I feel like this guy is a boom or bust guy. I feel like he could have a breakout season, or we're going to find out he's nothing, and that's Derrick Henry. Love him. Got him at 49. 52, this was the pick that created the most chatter in the room because half the people were saying, I reached for him. Half the people were saying, damn, I was just about to take him. And that's the guy who I think is going to be the breakout tight end in the NFL this year, Trey Burton of the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. You don't love that pick? No. You're not feeling as good about him no, as I am? I, you know, I don't mind him if you had, like, a Greg Olson or, you know, a right. guy. Right. And then Burton. I was it, – it came down to Greg Olson or Burton for me, and Greg oh, Olson's just – jeez, really? He's been, he's been have, too on. hurt, too hurt, and getting – and you don't tend to be healthier as you get older in this game. Burton is good. I, I really like Burton this year. I think he's going to be – Maybe Mitch Trubisky's favorite target as he gets to learn this offense. Okay, so that's your high on guy. Yes. All right. Uh, Marvin Jones, I got him with the 69th pick, end of the sixth round. Like him. Will Fuller, I got like with him. that you 72nd nice. pick. And Will Fuller, I think he might put up number one wide receiver numbers this year because if you look at the games that Deshaun Watson was healthy and starting last year, Will Fuller was his guy. Even more so than DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller was, was Deshaun Watson's guy. Uh, then at number 89, end of the eighth round, I got the guy we were just talking about, Sonny Michelle. Uh, Philip Rivers, I got him in the ninth round, number 92, and this is a league, Tim, where you can start two quarterbacks. For sure. So now I got Cam Newton and Philip Rivers lighting it up for me week in and week out. Finally got my defense in the tenth round at 109. I got the Broncos, who I think are as good as any defense out there. Got me a backup running back in the eleventh round at one twelve with Duke Johnson. Came back around to tight end, picked up Cameron Brait at number one twenty nine. Who I'm gonna have to figure something out, a trade or something, because he has the same bye week as my guy Trey uh, Burton, and I didn't realize that. How many teams in this league? Ten team league. Ten. Sammy Watkins, wide receiver at number thirty two. He's my fifth wide out. I'll barely have to use him. Ryan Tannehill is my third quarterback. Went and got my kicker, Dan Bailey, at 152. I'm going to have to do something about that. Yes, you are. He was released by the Dallas Cowboys. Cardinals defense is my backup. Uh, My backup kicker I got in the 17th round in Kai Forbath. Something prevents me uh, from giving you an A just because I know you and you're Rami (laughs) Maklaw. So I'll give you an A minus. You want my head to get too big is what yeah, you're saying. Okay. It's, it's A minus. That's, that's a good team. Thank you, sir. That's a good team. Appreciate I think it. Derek Henry's your key there. I'm super high on Like I said, Derrick I Henry. think he's him him and Trey Burton, a lot of my team is riding on those two guys. They, I would those, agree. those are both boom or bust guys. Uh Anthony, do we need yes. to get our break in yeah, here? Yeah, let's squeeze in a break and we'll uh, head to the uh, live account.
Okay, Check your emails when we come back. Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly is presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa this and every Sunday here on The Fan. Your aim is to win at all costs. Tim and Rami have been playing fantasy football for literally decades. First thing you have to do is win. And they know exactly what it takes to win. This is Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly. Presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa on The Fan. We just got to go out there. Hey, we're going to flip the switch to Brewers baseball with the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin on deck show in just a couple of minutes. Anthony Mandela getting you ready for game three of this three-game set against the Nationals series on the line after a tough loss last night. Let's get to, uh, on Fantasy Football Weekly, let's get to grading out some of the teams here. This tweet comes in from Corey at 105.7 FM, the fan, and at Rami is tweeting. I'm going to say this here to start the season. Please, I don't mind if you tag me in your tweets asking about your lineups. Just make sure you also tag the station because normally whoever is sitting in Anthony Mandela's chair would read those tweets. If only I am tagged in them, they will not see that, and that question will not get asked on the air. So please make sure you're tagging the station. Corey says, grade, Luck, Hopkins, Baldwin, Landry, Kamara, Mixon, Jamal Williams, like Burton, New Orleans, not listing my sleepers since Jake, who's in his league, is listening. Our draft is today, and he is listening. And, yeah, Jake tweeted it to the show, too, so I do know that Jake is listening. I, luck is your is your trump card there, yes. potentially. I mean, if he bounces back to be an Andrew Luck, then you got a, you got a solid A right there. Not only are people who have Andrew Luck hoping that he bounces back this year, and this isn't necessarily concerning Corey's question or his roster, but T.Y. Hilton. People who have T.Y. Hilton yep. maybe as a keeper or they just drafted him, you're banking on Andrew Luck coming back and being on Andrew Luck. There's somebody south of the border in Illinois that wants his uh, – Yes. This is team graded out. Tyler texted me. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see here. Tyler's got Breeze, Zeke, Derrick Henry, Jay Ajayi, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, O.J. Howard, and the Chargers D. And then his bench is Robert Woods, Robbie Anderson, wow. Rashad Penny, Nick Chubb, Kelvin Benjamin, and LeGarrette Blunt. I would say light at the tight end position. Outside of that, it looks pretty good. I don't love his running back. Well, I shouldn't say that. I have Derrick Henry on my team, and like I said, I, that's a boom or bust guy. It's it's going to be a make or break year for Derrick Henry, for both fantasy players and for him personally. They're handing they're handing the load off to to Derrick Henry this year, and we'll see if he can carry it. And and Deion Lewis there too, and you just wonder he's he's going to be involved. Let's get in one more. This is from Tyler. He's got a 12-team PPR. Gurley, Diggs, Cooper, Miller, Ingram, Crowder, Jeffrey, Woods, uh, Brito, Joku. I really like Joku this year. Yeah. Luck, Williams, and uh, Morioto. Mori- Mariota. I'm sorry. Um, he's got Kelly and Proje. Both the last two B pluses. Okay. Yep. Anthony, got that. one real quick? No? Uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll head to the uh, live account. This is from Ben. Uh, Ten team PPR: uh, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, AJ Green, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Howard, Jarvis Landry, Randall Cobb, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Andrew Luck, Jordan Reed, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Des Bryant, Mason Crosby, Cardinals D. I flew uh, kind of through that, but that I'll go B. It looks plus, pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Kenny Need that Galladay. tight end to pan out. Kenny Galladay, my man, pride and joy. NIU, baby. Love him. (laughs) 
I had him last year just because. I don't just know why. Because. Yeah, just, just, just because. Just like the name. Just because yeah. he's from NIU. Yeah, that's the only reason why. All right, well, that's going to do it for us here. Allegra Allergy Relief Fantasy Football Weekly presented by Dave & Buster's in Wauwatosa. We will meet you here next week at 10 o'clock on Sunday, and it's for real. We'll be one game in already. Yes, sir. That's Philadelphia and Atlanta yeah, to buddy. kick off the 2018 championship season for somebody. Around here, they're hoping Green Bay Packers. Around over there, they're hoping for? The return of the Mac. The Khalil Mac. Yes, sir. Indeed. All right, for yeah, Anthony buddy. Mandela, stick around. On Deck Show is up next. For Rami Makloff, Security Dan, we are broadcasting here in the Greg Janik Memorial Studios here. <laughs> we miss you, Greg. We uh, do. Yeah, we do. More on that next week. My name is Tim Allen. Uh, we'll talk to you after the Brewers game today, talking some Brewers baseball. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 